Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa. This is the show where we look at African football, what's happening all around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, and with me as usual are Solomon Ashams and Stuart Weir in the UK. Well, today we're asking whether a player's nationality should be something that's negotiable. There's been controversy in England over Belgian midfielder Adnan Yanazai, who's eligible to play for four different countries and would also be eligible to play for England if he lives in the country for five years. Arsenal's Jack Wilshere said that only English people should play for England, but many African players have changed their nationality and featured for European countries, while others have switched from European nationalities to play for African national teams. But before we get to that, let's first catch up with the World Cup qualifiers for Africa. We had some thrilling first leg matches in the playoffs to determine the five African teams that will qualify for the 2014 FIFA World Cup in Brazil. And Solomon, the game that people are really talking about, Ghana thrashing the mighty Egypt by six goals to one in Kumasi. Unbelievable. (laughs) Yes, uh, Steve. No one expected that kind of result, uh, knowing that the last time Egypt went to uh, the World Cup was in 1990, Italia 90, and Everyone expected Egypt to really give Ghana a run for their money. But 6-1 indeed is not a result that uh, anyone predicted. But it's a huge advantage for Ghana. Ghana is like, you know, for me, is the only African team that is true to the next round, which is the World Cup proper in 2014 in Brazil. And while we're still talking about the World Cup, some very sad news was that uh, Bruno Metsu died this week. Uh, he's the Frenchman who took Senegal to the quarterfinals of the World Cup in 2002. Instantly recognisable, he wore sharp suits and ties and had long, flowing, curly, blonde hair. Well, Bruno Metso died of cancer this week at the age of 59, and uh, he will be remembered for a long time for his huge contribution to African football. And uh, he's uh, a great coach. He came to Africa first in uh, 2000, uh, where he coached Guinea before moving to uh, Senegal, where he coached successfully coached them. And we saw a lot of players that, like El Hajj Diaf coming out of that generation of players. And afterwards, he left and coached a lot in the Middle East, in Qatar, in uh, the UAE, and he actually. Uh, took over from Maradona in one of the uh, his coaching activities in in the UAE. He would be remembered not just uh, from his hairstyle, you know, but the way he achieved success with Senegal, got into the quarterfinals, the first African team to get to the quarterfinals. So uh, may his soul rest in peace. Well, very sad indeed, the passing away of Bruno Metsu. Now let's get to uh, our main discussion this week. Adnan Yanazai was a name that we may not have been familiar with until just a couple of weeks ago when he scored twice in Manchester United's win over West Brom in the English Premier League. The 18-year-old is eligible to play for Belgium, Serbia, Albania and Turkey. And England manager Roy Hodgson says he's monitoring Yanazai because if he were to stay in the country for five years, he'd also become eligible to play for for England. Well, there was some controversy when England international Jack Wiltshire said that only English people should play for England. But these days we have many players with African roots now playing for European countries. And there are former Brazilians who played for Equatorial Guinea and for Tunisia. Just examples of a lot of exchange of nationalities these days. Well, the FIFA rules are that a player may represent one country at under-21 level and then change to another national team at senior level. Well, this is, of course, a very complex issue as there's so much movement 
movement of people from one country to another these days. Solomon, just give us the example of Gail Bigirimana. He's from Burundi, now plays at Newcastle United in England. Yes, uh, Gail has been a success story, you know, since moving to the UK from Burundi, uh, where he's originally from with his parents as, as refugees. You know, he, he moved up to the UK and, and then decided to play football. He first uh, played for Coventry. He went to one of their training grounds and said, look, coach, I want to play. And uh, that was the beginning of uh, his success story when he was uh, 11 years of age. And he went on to play for Coventry and, uh, you know, scored a lot of goals. And then finally, now we know he's moved to uh, Newcastle United where he's uh, he's doing well so far. First, he, in 2012, he declared his intention to play for a Rwandan national team, actually, though he's originally from Burundi. But he said he wanted to play for Rwanda. But then later on, he said, no, he's not going to do that. He was invited by the Burundi national team and he decided not to play for Burundi. Uh, that is for the under-21 national team. But of course, he has played for the England under-21 team already. So he's caught in between those situations. And uh, we hope to see how he's going to make a decision in trying to play for any of these countries. But Solomon, do you think that a player's nationality should be something that's negotiable like that? You know, I think your nationality should really play a role in uh, who you play for. Though you've moved, now we've seen players moving to other countries. After five years, they get residency and they play for that country. Uh, you know, the first African player or Nigerian player to do that actually was a guy called Emmanuel Olisa Debe. You know, he started in Nigeria playing for Jasper United, moved to Poland, success story, and he's called seven goals, you know, en route to qualifying Poland to the 2002, you know, World Cup. And he went there and did so well. There's nothing Polish about him. He was just for football and reason. But we have to know that also that players that move around, sometimes they go to a new country and that might just deny uh, younger players coming up the opportunities to play because an African player who is better now moved to the UK or moved to Germany, played there for some time, uh, five years, got residency. He had no interest in the country. He, there's no affiliation to that country, but now he's playing for that country. So we, look, we have to look beyond that. And also, other countries and other players use that to their advantage. You know, you were born in Germany of African heritage like Kevin Prince Boateng, uh, you know, but you decided to play for Ghana just because your chances of playing for Ghana is far more better. It's just for you to advance your football career. Thanks, Solomon. Do stay with us. Uh, this is Planet Sport Football Africa. And last week we looked at the story of DR Congo-born footballer Ilombe Mboyo and asked whether people always deserve a second chance in life. Ilombe Mboyo grew up in Belgium where he went to prison after taking part in the gang rape of a 14-year-old girl in 2004 when he was 17. In prison, he benefited from a new scheme called Football in Prison. He ended up playing in the Belgian top flight and has made a couple of appearances for the Belgium national team. Well, up on our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa, we asked whether you think that people deserve a second chance in life. Uh, Stephen Kelly says a second chance is good because God can use his miraculous powers to change people for the better. And Abdali Jallo said, I think in every circumstance, people should be given a second chance before one makes a final judgment. There's a saying that goes, mistakes must be allowed, but not always. So if someone is given a chance and does not repeat that action, then it's OK. 
Well, thanks for those comments. Always great to hear from you on our Facebook page. It's Planet Sport Football Africa. That's all one word. And you can also get in touch on email to footballafrica at planetsport.tv. That's footballafrica at planetsport.tv. And we'll post you a Planet Sport Football Africa pen if we hear from you for the first time. This week, do give us your thoughts on our discussion as we ask whether a player's nationality should be something that's negotiable. There's been controversy in England over Adnan Yanazai, who's eligible to play for four different countries and would also be eligible to play for England if he lives in the country for five years. Arsenal's Jack Wilshire said that only English people should play for England, but many African players have changed their nationality and featured for European countries. Others have switched from European nationality to play for African national teams. Solomon's told us about Gail Bigirimana, who's a refugee from Burundi, who grew up in England and plays for Newcastle United. Well, joining me on the line now from the UK is our European football expert, Stuart Weir. Uh, Stuart, looking at uh, Jack Wilshire's comments, he said, living in England for five years doesn't make you English. And he says that he disagrees with the rules that you can go and live in a new country, get a passport and then play for that national team. But uh, Wilshire's only saying what many people feel, isn't he? Uh, yes, I think that that's right. Personally, I think uh, if Yanuzia uh, were to play for England, it would be quite ridiculous and indefensible because uh, his only argument would be that he has lived there for five years because he came to uh, to play football. So I would feel quite uncomfortable with this. But you know, in in the modern world, life is more complicated than it used to be. And if you happen to be born as Adnan was, of parents of different nationalities who then moved to another country, uh, so he has got this rather complicated uh, background. So in a way, it's not black and white. But, you know, it's not a new problem either, because if you remember the Real Madrid legend Di Stefano, he was born in Argentina, played for Argentina. Then he moved to play in Colombia, played for Colombia, before going to Real Madrid, where, surprise, surprise, he became Spanish and played for, for Spain. The Ireland team used to be known as the grandmothers, you know, because they were always looking for English players or who had an Irish grandmother. And there's a really funny story about Tony Cascarino, who played for Ireland for years on the strength of his grandmother, only to discover later in life that he actually had been adopted. So there was no blood relationship whatever with his grandmother. But he still played for Ireland, played in the World Cup. Um, I've also had the privilege of interviewing two footballers who've changed nationalities. Uh, Marcus Senna, Brazilian-born, who played for Spain uh, in the 2006 World Cup. And, you know, I think you could say of him that uh, he changed nationalities because he knew he wasn't going to get in the Brazilian team. He was invited to play for Spain. It was a chance to play international football, and he went with it. Uh, and another one is Cacao, who played for Germany in the 2010 World Cup, scored against Australia. But he was born in Brazil, and again, I think his main motivation was that uh, uh, he wasn't good enough to play for Brazil, and suddenly there's a chance to play for Germany. And, you know, it's an interesting question whether that should be allowed or whether, um, you know, what is the motivation? Is is the fact that, well, I have a chance to play international football if I change nationality, uh, you know, is that is that sufficient? Would you say these rules then are seen as a success because our players are looking out for their own interests, as you're highlighting there, but uh, shouldn't playing for your national team be all about patriotism? 
Yeah, I mean, interestingly, I, I asked Kakao that question, and he replied, I feel 100% German and 100% Brazilian. You know, I live in Germany, my children have grown up in Germany, but I haven't forgotten my roots. But, you know, it would be nice to think that uh, you can only play for the country of your birth. But, you know, I think that it's more complicated than that. Uh, you know, the courts allow people to change nationality. And if you have a passport for a country or if you've lived there for a certain number of years, you're entitled to have that passport and then you're entitled to play for them. So um, I don't feel terribly comfortable with that, but I think that's, that's the modern world. Well, thanks very much to Stuart Weir in the UK. Just finally, let's go back to Solomon Ashams and uh, get his uh, closing thoughts on this. Uh, Maybe you can say it's not really a matter of patriotism always, but maybe some players are just looking at where their best chances of playing international football lie. Yes, I totally agree with that. For some players, it's not a matter of patriotism. It's just a matter of looking for international platform, international football opportunities, playing for another country that would get you to play to, at the World Cup, that would get to, to put you right there in the news, that would get you better clubs, you know, wanting to sign you, and that would improve your CV. And we've seen a lot of those kind of cases. I think of Kevin Prince Boateng, again, it's a, it's a situation that for me, it's still presents uh, not a case of patriotism but a case of just enhancing his career he did that with Ghana in 2010 did well at the World Cup got a good move to AC Milan uh, and then immediately he showed no interest in playing for Ghana anymore it would be good for a player to show a lot of patriotism because it shows you're committed it shows that you know you're ready to enhance the image and the football uh, development in that country you're ready to stay there whether the country plays well or not whether they qualify for the world cup or not and for me that is what patriotism is all about and we need to see more african players really taking those opportunities and and really enhancing it players of african descent that were born in italy or germany or the uk and need to not play for african teams just because it's another way in enhancing their career shola amiobi uh, the newcastle striker is also another case he refused to play for nigeria for a long time but now he is 31 32 and he you know he has seen that his career is coming to an end he's not as good as he used to and he had opportunity to play for nigeria and also qualifying for the world cup in 2014 in brazil and now he's part of the team for me uh, it just shows totally where your alliance lies you know you you don't feel like nigerian you don't you're not patriotic as an african but you want to play for an african team so we need to see that kind of mindset that uh you know that needs to change just so we can see a lot of patriotism well, thanks very much, Solomon. So do you share Solomon's strong views that we need more patriotism from our footballers? Or is it OK with you for players to switch nationality if it helps them to further their careers and their goals? Do get in touch on our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa, and let us know if you feel that a player's nationality should be something that's negotiable. The Facebook page again, Planet Sport Football Africa, and that's all one word. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the show. From Solomon Ashoms, from Stuart Weir, and from me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe, thanks a lot for listening. We'll be back next week, and you can find the show online at planetsport.tv. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a 2K Plus international sports media production. Thank you.